Live. Live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I am the other smeg head of a host, that is Paul. And tonight, we are joined by the luscious and the vibracious Graham. Vibracious. (laughs) That's easy for me to say. What part of me vibrates, Paul? Is this this a wish list? (laughs) Depends. Like I said, it is Friday night after all. Normally you're talking about goodwill and trekking, but uh, there's no trekking tonight, guys. Uh, I love we... I love how the trekking's not happening because I was too busy and then I'm still here doing this and I'm just like, okay, that turned out weird. So anyone yes. who's tuning in for trek, enjoy this. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get let's give Graham the night off. He's busy, it's too busy to do anything. So Graham, we'll take over and five minutes before we go live. Can I come on, please? This is the thing. It was like I was like, I don't think I can do it. And you're like, oh, we'll do the faculty instead. And I'm like, but I really want to be on the faculty episode <laughs> and i was like okay well but yeah no that's it it's i'm a surprise guest here <laughs> yes well not surprise you always welcome and we are joined by the sex symbol himself the guy that every that goodwill loves and good if, if we were going to replace anyone like with any with goodwill with anyone he would love oh. to be the person that goodwill wants to kiss him sm- smother him and just be with him it is the daddy, daddy <laughs> discord. That is Lee. Nobody can replace goodwill. <laughs> You're going to have to fucking try. <laughs> you don't have to kiss his ass, Lee. He's not here. He's on the country. It's all right. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's currently overseas. But he has left some messages for us today. So I'll give it give it a few. Like, say, throughout the podcast, we'll have a few little goodwillians, shall we say. So I'll start it off with a nice one. So let's have a look, make sure it's the right one. So, yes. So Captain Goodwill wanted us to know that he is Captain Goodwill and he orders you all to watch the trek. Watch so images, the trek. So his image is there, commanding in his little unicorn <laughs> and looks like Lee's going up the back door there with him as well. So looks all happy there. So yes. Yeah. And we'll be back to trek next week, I believe. So we will be doing a double episode next week for Lower Decks. So yes. <laughs> double. Double the days. <laughs> it's always good when you take double. Isn't that right, Lee? <laughs> I tell oh, you what, God. <laughs> I tell you what, I am going to get the disclaimer out the way with, so mm-hmm. we can crack on with this episode and Graham can be properly unleashed. <laughs> be unleashed. <laughs> so, everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook page, the Discord, or the comment sections where we can have an open conversation but what we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong we can all agree to disagree in fandom so let's keep it fun keep it kind and keep the toxic behavior out of nerdism well done sammy well done thank you <laughs> so yes so we thought we would do a special episode like say the the nerd community did vote and said they wanted us to do a few things for the podcast uh, an episode there was a few movies that were chosen and i think return to oz was quite a close one um but this one was quite a clear winner i would say uh the faculty which did surprise me but in a way when you watch it back i think um graham mentioned earlier in the checks it does hold up so um we can now say these type of things now sammy has got a disclaimer out the way you're so, all free to talk <laughs> 
Graham, oh, thank go. <laughs> Fuck the Tories. Oh. <laughs> okay. 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 You know it's coming. You know it's yeah. coming. <laughs> it's, it's almost becoming something that is not a surprise anymore. Everyone well, that's it, exactly. It. I mean, but the thing mm. is that I, I think it's 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 I think that kind of fits in an offhand way because obviously this movie is about aliens that react. Oh. It's the aliens come to get us now. I know. Sorry, my doorbell was ringing. <laughs> Lee, <laughs> Lee, we're just going to put focus on Lee now. What are you doing, Lee? <laughs> my doorbell was ringing. Uh, something was arriving, which does have something to do with nerdy up north, but I'm not saying <laughs> what yet. Oh, <laughs> sounds quite interesting. The one's so... arriving. Uh, oh. Like I was saying, this is a movie about aliens that have a penchant for water and require moist places to live. And what is more moister than Thatcher's grave with all the people pissing on it? So it it ties in (laughs) almost. (laughs) Why do we do it? Why do we do it? But no, I I genuinely love this movie though. Like I remember I remember liking this as a kid and then sort of watching it now because I just rewatched it today. Three pounds I had to pay on Amazon Prime. Uh, and I'm going to send you a dodgy link, to be fair. Yeah, could have. <laughs> I can't do it. You know when you were younger and you used to pirate all this stuff? Now I'm just like, oh, younger? I money. I'll pay five quid for rocking a movie. You know, it's like I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm basically apathetic towards piracy now. Honestly. Wow. Oh. Before we go any further, um, Michael is in the chat. And right. also, hello to Wolfman's Got Nards. Awesome name. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And we have yes. got another message that Good, uh, Captain Goodwill sent us as well. So I'm just going to post this one there. Look at look at him. He's Lee is the daddy. This is why we have Leon, and this is why the love affair is between Goodwill and Michael. Look at that face that Lee's pulling as well. He's he <laughs> knows that he's the daddy, and he's enjoying Goodwill looking all smooth and uh, Miami Miami Vice or Magnum PI, shall we say? Magnum I didn't even realise that Goodwill was pregnant. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I don't see the upper half of him too much, but you know, it's, it's quite a surprise, honestly. Yes. <laughs> so, congratulations, Daddy Discord, and yes, Goodwill on the pregnancy. Well oh, thanks. <laughs> right, the faculty. Yes, so the faculty. Yes. Um, nineteen ninety-eight is it or ninety-nine? Was was it came out? Uh, it feels like an earlier movie. Uh, 98, like they, but one thing that to start off with, I have to say, what a fucking cast. Like, if you look oh, yes. back at, at this cast, I know um, everyone calls it like a sleeper hit and stuff like that, but when the days before the internet, and I used to get Empire Magazine and Total Film, um, I used to have my monthly subscription, they were raving about the faculty months before it actually got, got released. They were like telling everyone about it. But just looking at the, the cast that like of who's who, we've got Josh Hartnett, like say the nineties heartthrob and weird hair aficionado. Like someone must have said to him, like sort your hair out. He never did it for Halloween HDO either, as the, well. The, the did try and sort his hair out. He cut it himself right. and messed it up mm-hmm. to give him that unique teenager look. Right. Yeah. Um, Are you trying to, try to fire early. him from this, this <laughs> and HDO? They kept trying to fire him. <laughs> they kept trying to fire him. Yeah. I didn't well, know he was. Because of his hair, because he was cutting his own hair, right? 
<laughs> it's kind of like method acting though where he's going like no 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 this is not what a teenager would look like they'd look like this and then they're just like yeah yeah but we want someone who doesn't look shit you know mm-hmm. like we want <laughs> but it is weird though it's like in scream or whatever where it's like who is it who just has that terrible haircut in the second one was it skinny urchins or oh, oh uh, courtney cox one. Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. Yes. That is just someone <laughs> the sat there and went, one. that's the one. That's the haircut. And you're sitting there being like, are you blind? <laughs> you know? It was the Fringes third ones. one where she had the very short fringe and oh, oh it was awful. She looked good in the second one because she had them red highlights in. Yes, it was a so because I think someone actually did a tweet of the actual picture of Courtney Cox, uh, on, and she actually responded saying, "What the fuck was I thinking?" Yeah. Uh, so that really was quite funny an interesting on TikTok. <laughs> but yes, um, I still remember them highlights as well. Um, yes, but like say Josh Hartnett, everyone expected bigger things from him, a kind of, and he kind of didn't live up to that kind of potential. Because when you're watching this film now. He is really good in it, which I know it sounds yeah. like I'm saying like as a surprise. He he holds up and like he holds this movie because this movie should have been stupid. And the whole premise, like the invasion of the body snatchers, doing yeah. uh, the modern type of take, but he is kind of like the thing, the glue that holds the movie together because you want him to kind of come through and be the hero, but he's not. Does that make sense? I I. I agree to a certain extent, but I generally think Elijah Wood is the glue that keeps everything together. And he is the fucking hero. Like, Frodo did it. Go, Frodo. (laughs) It's about time he'd done something. Like I say, he had Samwise carrying his back all the way way through another (laughs) set of movies. Um, Exactly. I think, though, it's an ensemble piece. It's the fact of the, 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 the joy of it is that they're working together to kind of like do this rather than because they couldn't do it alone because the whole point is Josh Harnett's character is what's his name Zeke Zeke. Uh, like the whole thing is that he is his progression is he's running away from all his problems he has all this potential and he's just like no I'm not going to live up to any of that I'm not going to do any of that I'm just going to get you know get stones sell drugs and keep repeating high school and obviously over the course of the film he you know, like, uh, gets past that. But he wouldn't if it wasn't for uh, Elijah Wood's character, if it wasn't for the others. Like, well, why is one of them called Stokely? That's a, oh, that's someone's first name. Why? Because she's, <laughs> she's American. But it's her, her real name is Cleo Duval, and I fucking love her. Is she related mm-hmm. to Shelley Duval? I don't know. I've never looked that far into it, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I absolutely love her. She was an episode of Buffy. Mm -hmm. Um, she's been been in a lot of stuff as well. American Horror Story, most recently that she was being in as well. That's what I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. I do like Clea. She is a she's a good actress, and she's she is like that's me. That's Mm -hmm. my like. That's who I'm gravitating towards throughout this whole movie. You know the whole eeky goth kind of I don't want to I don't want to don't talk to me (laughs) (laughs) but this like I say the other cast as well I think with every like movie like this like you get your good guys but the bad guys in this as well like the whole monster type feel but the actual faculty the cast like, like the teachers like Robert Patrick as a start like is absolutely menacing as fuck um, I'd say all on T one thousand vibes. Oh, hundred percent, and and the opening for the the movie as well. It 
did actually throw me because when you like you were expecting all like nicely and like to lead into it, but it goes in hard straight away. Like seeing um, what's it called uh, Lilith from Pre- uh, Fraser trying to freak out and get away from him, and then like I said him attacking, and then the old woman like thinking she's going to be there who, to help. Who is she? She's someone very famous. Um, I've got the cast list up. Just keep talking. Keep talking. I, I love how <laughs> I love how all the teachers, as all the faculty, as they were, how they have this glow up when they get infected. Oh like they yes. Suddenly discover hair dye and combing, <laughs> and that's... you're just going like, okay, that's, maybe this invasion isn't a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, they completely like glow up straight away. Uh, it's Piper Laurie. It's <laughs> Carrie's mom. Wow. That's the older woman, isn't it? She looks different yeah. when she's not being pulled through a window, doesn't she? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she she has the greatest line: "They're all gonna laugh at you." <laughs> but <laughs> fucking love her. But the amount of water they go through. But yeah, like say the opening scene when everything kind of like it kind of sets the tone for the movie and how what like what we're gonna get. And I think the other big thing about this movie that I absolutely love and completely like i think it gets disregarded is the soundtrack like oh, the, the sound class oh the soundtrack <clears throat> is like the 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 mixed volume to my car like that is like <laughs> that is what i listened to in the 90s and the early 2000s <laughs> well so you get like offspring i think it had uh pink floyd kicking in there Alice as well I, I i have to i have to say i do get a bit annoyed by the covers like I, it's got so many covers of famous songs like Brick in the Wall, like mm. Changes by Bowie. And I think they're a bit cringe. They are very <laughs> 90s. But when we all cringe during the 90s, like, Wait, let's be honest, every single one of us in this room here, like even like the people in the chat, everyone was cringe in the 90s. Not one of yeah. us got away with that. Well, yeah. this, Sorry, this I didn't film, even dare pull a face there. This, this film is the 90s, though. Like 1998, <laughs> yes. and it's like, I'm going to hold on to the 90s with this deathly grasp. I yes. still am. <laughs> but I think, because I know, like, during this podcast as well, I know I'm going to be jumping from, like, bits and here, especially with Graham being on. Um, with, with the aspects I do love about this, this is what I would call the perfect balance between CGI and practical effects mm-hmm. that could have d- just used all CGI for this, but like like the big monster, I know there were certain bits that you couldn't have done uh, as like a as a puppet, but they they actually built and created the monster and like say the CGI parts. There's bits when C- uh, Elijah Woods having the little monster things burning in his skin. Mm. That's all practical effects rather than having uh, like the CGI uh, element to it as well. I thought I feel it was that quite was... difficult to tell what was CGI and what was practical effects. But I think well, it's because a lot of that part was dark, so you couldn't um, spot Except CGI where probably. Jean Grey's head comes off. Yes, yes. that was bad like, ah, too. 90 CGI. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to say there, Sammy? No, I was just thinking you can't make that monster practical. <laughs> you can't, you just chop her head off. <laughs> I, I, I have to say... I don't know it was meant to be for later, but it's like that whole scene, I, it just feels so unnecessary. It's so B-movie, and I kind of yeah. love it. Like, it reminds me of Mars Attacks. But I'm also, like, spoilers if you haven't watched this film, but what are you doing watching this if you haven't seen the faculty? <laughs> but basically, um, the fact that, like, she gets her head knocked off, mm-hmm. uh, and then it grows tentacles and goes back into her body, but then, then they destroy the aliens, and she goes back to normal, but... 
she's okay. And he's just that like, fine. Hang on. What? <laughs> you know, like I like that's the thing. The other te- one of the other teachers, the one who gets stabbed in the eye, uh, what's his name? Mr. Oh, oh it's uh, Mr. Furlong. Yeah. Because it's a uh, Edward Furlong, he's called, which is yeah. the guy who played uh, John Connor in the Terminator. But yeah, he gets stabbed in the eye and dies and gets his fingers cut off. And then at the end in the credits, he's like, oh, I survived. I've got an eye patch now. Wouldn't, like, have, what? wouldn't have just added a little more to it if he like kind of was like adjusting his fingers or rubbing his eye or she was like kind of creaking her neck. Like there was some kind of indication that there was still like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going on here? Like, why is my neck hurting? But they walk around absolutely fine after that. I didn't even think about that until you've just mentioned it there. No, because, oh yeah, the, the tentacle, because everyone else is like, where when they, at the end of the film, they're basically sort of like the, you know, the little alien pops out and you're like, oh, you're fine now. And you're like, yeah, but your head came off. You you were mm-hmm. full of tentacles. You can't just mm-hmm. say that this little bug came out and now they're fine. You know? But we are arguing the case for the like say moving magic on the basis on a film where an alien invasion comes and takes over human bodies and we're kicking off about little things about how people survived. I think there's a bigger picture overall that we can let little things slide. Like um the fact like say that it doesn't really go into the explain like why the water like they have to consume so much water. Um again Got to keep but moist. They've got Thinking. to keep hydrated, Why otherwise they? they will shrivel and die. But Graham did mention a good thing of the glow-ups, like Frank y- uh, Janssen, uh, her glow from Meek Mild, uh, like teacher, still looking hot as fuck. Uh, just, just all they did was tie her hair up and put her in a pair of glasses and she still looked amazing. And I was like, yeah, you're feeling big oh. style with this one. And then she come back kicking Josh Harsons, like looking like a proper badass. And yeah. like Salma Hayek as well. Like fucking Salma Hayek was in this movie as the doctor. Uh, she going full from like, like sick and dying to basically going to from full distal dawn again is just like say yeah. something a um, feast for your eyes, basically. <laughs> the the teacher um who was inappropriately now dating one of her students, um <laughs> just just saying, um she had <laughs> I'm getting a... the word, sorry. Hmm. <laughs> she yeah, uh, she had a proper she's all that moment. It's mm-hmm. like someone saw she's all that and went, wait a minute, glasses, bit funny looking. Let's take them glasses off. And oh my god, she's so beautiful. Um, we're there, we're there. Yeah. Let's see if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my look, god, you're worse. so beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> It's such a glow yeah. up, Paul. <laughs> did, did nobody else? Did nobody else think how highly inappropriate it is that her and her student were essentially getting it on at the end? There was indications that there was something there. I, well, to be fair, yeah, didn't, I didn't, didn't they say that Josh Hartnett's character was about seventeen, like being held back been kept, so many times? Kept, kept back a year in his senior year, so I think is that he, he's nineteen, possibly. What he's Eddie Munson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is my year, ninety-eight, man. I, th- I think it's one of these things where it's legal but not morally acceptable. You know, it's yeah. What I what I don't understand as well, like like I know we're gonna t- like because the film is enjoyable. Let's let's be honest, it is a oh, fun, absolutely. fun, it's fucking brilliant, and the cast is brilliant. But there is some glaring things that 
just don't make sense. The whole, like, say, the science teacher getting excited, saying, oh, I'm going to be in a university mag discovering a new species. You would shit your pants if something go in the water and start biting things. Other thing as well, Josh Hartnett's character basically becoming a fucking scientist and concoct everything and, and working out, oh, he's a water-based being and even pushing the teacher out the way to try and look at the microphone. We're there. He's feeling every class in this school. Is American students now teaching everyone to be ultra scientists and shit? Well, well, I think I think the thing is with his character is that he's failing the exams because he doesn't want to. He wants to stay back in school. He doesn't want to apply himself. And he could ace everything. He could mm-hmm. be the best student in the entire world because he's a genius. But uh, he doesn't want to. And it's that, you know... So, so it kind of makes sense that he's a genius route, but it is... I think the whole thing about the film is that everyone is an archetype. Every every mm-hmm. character is like, oh, it's the nerd, it's the cheerleader, it's, it's very the goth, breakfast it's, club. Yeah, it, it's very it's, it's like the horror breakfast club is what this. I, film I, was, is. I was trying to think what to compare it to, and when you said Mars attacks, it was like that's it. It's like breakfast club meets Mars attacks. <laughs> But Mars Attack shit. Yeah, Mars Attack is, <laughs> is unwatchable. Wait there, I want to get to... What was that to that again there, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that film is completely unwatchable. Yeah. I have never been so disappointed in... And I only watched it in 2019. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, it's it's a film where I get I always try to watch it and then I just go oh should we should we turn it off you know mm-hmm. if it's that kind of film and I just it's really disappointing because I love the idea of it but just, mm-hmm. yeah and the aesthetics are amazing and everything but when you're trying like well what's going on what have I missed like, I mm-hmm. I don't quite I can't quite follow it why is Sarah just a father a dog like I don't I don't get it I think I think with Mars Attack that. It, I always felt like I wasn't in on the joke. It's like it felt like, it felt like the joke that they were telling jokes and everyone else was laughing. And I was like, "Ha, ah, I'm not in on this. I don't think they've done." <laughs> What's so but, funny? Yeah, but anyway, the faculty. Uh, <laughs> but um, one of the scenes I absolutely think is amazingly well done and it's creepy as fuck is the rain scene with the coach and all the football team are getting water. Yeah, yeah uh, is- I've got it lined up as here as well, so I'll play it just Ooh. for us to go through. Um, just for how like simple it's done and like how like it makes sense now with the aliens being obsessed with water and how they're to stand there and that look on like say robert like uh look and that that's again not the best cgi but it's but it's done in a way where it creeps you the fuck out just by doing simple simple things rather than overblown it which could have done like things i don't Mm -hmm. know for you like which other scenes for you guys like jumped out I really like that one. That's really good. But I really like the, the character who was um running I can't think of his character name. Um hmm. oh gosh. I can't think of his name. But he was the, the, the footballer who wanted to be oh. the academic. Uh, Stan. Um, mm-hmm. Stan, that's it. I really liked his character and he mm-hmm. was pretty fit as well. Like he yeah. was cute I, I... as anything. I see. I was just like, oh, I'm not sure about him. And then by the end of the film, I was like, mm, would. I get it, I get it, <laughs> totally get it. Um, because if you if you stand him up next to Josh Hartnett, mm-hmm. then it's kind of no comparison. But he's dead, dead cute. Um, I like that scene. I love any scene that's got um, oh, what's her name, Dahlia? Is that a Dahlia? What? What's her is... name? Wow, uh, Delilah. 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 Is it Delilah? Yeah. 
But the bitch. <laughs> she should have been called Dahlia. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Her anything that's got her in because I think she's fucking fantastic in this film. <laughs> she's so funny. It's a stone cold bitch. Yes, it's 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 one of those apologetic. She's one of those characters, those as well that she's in this movie, but she's got one of those faces that you think, oh, have I seen her in other things? And probably you have, but I can't recall any other film that that she's been in. And um, probably Furious. Fast and the Furious. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, is that uh, kind of role... Furious? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Paul Walker's wife in those films. Oh, right. Oh, wow. So that's where, like, say the recognizer from there. What... Uh, I think she the uh, the role got offered to Charisma Carpenter first. For really? This film, which it's a very Cordelia role as well, but mm-hmm. I think it's just too typecast for her. Yeah, I, I, like, if I was her agent, enough. I would have gone, no, don't, don't <laughs> do this because you'll be doing it forever. But luckily, she's. Done nothing really since Buffy, which is a massive shame. She was in Expendables. Yes, sure. <laughs> she should be in everything because she's an amazing actress. But uh, mm. the truth is that, yeah. But yeah, I really like anything that's got her in it. Um, <laughs> the fact that uh, Shooter McGavin is Elijah Wood's dad is just fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely Talking about a few of the cameos, because that, like I said, that was a good little cameo, like having Shooter McGavin in, and he was a complete arsehole as well. And he's I, always I, a complete arsehole. I was, I was so angry at Elijah Wood's mum as well when she like told him, told the dad where he hid the porn. I mean, that's not a cool <gasps> move. That was, that was some bullshit there as well. That was a dick move, mum. Yeah, like, yeah. I like really how unreasonable move. the parents are. Like they are absolute fucking dicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know if I agree with that. It's in like, oh, they're very unreasonable, but he's came home and went, oh, the teachers have been taken over by aliens. Yeah. I think most parents would be like, shut up, man. I know, Lee, but he wasn't wrong. That's the problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I mean, it, it's the sort of thing, like, I I don't know. I, I kind of think, I I don't know. It seems like his dad's just a dick. Like, you know, like, yeah. I 100% agree with that part. <laughs> The only like the other cameo that I'd only spot well, I probably did realize it back then, but now, um, is the Harry Knowles cameo. And I freaked out as soon as I saw him. I don't know if did you spot him in, in this as well? Um, no, but I do have it in front of us. Um... He was being, yeah, he was basically in the teachers' lounge, he was talking to one of the teachers. Um he was basically he, I think it was during the nineties when Ain't a Cool News was like the big thing or the big scoops and everything like that. So Harry Knowles was getting loads of like publicity or little cameos and stuff. But yeah, I remember him being in like talked about back. I totally forgot until I watched it back. I went, oh fucking Harry Knowles. I remember going on that website and thinking, oh I I I wanted to do this. I wanted to have a, such a cool website. But all he was was a bit he like like a shitty TM TMZ. He was. He really was. But he was the shit back in the day. Um even Spoolie plays him in fanboys and I fucking <laughs> love it. He gets him so spot on. Um, mm. Yeah, he's in the teacher's lounge because he was a really good friend of Robert Rodriguez's. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what I've just found very interesting, um, the drug test is a homage mm. to the thing. All right. Yeah, yeah I quite get that um, now. Yeah, yeah. And I've, like, my jaws just dropped there when I read that. Thank you, IMDb. Um <laughs> <laughs> the amount the amount of little nods and references to this yeah. like it is mm. such a it was what i was saying before where it's appropriate 
because obviously your main thing is Monsters Up North, and this is a very B movie. It's a very nod to old movies. It's at, it's it's a homage to all of the cool horror films, and it's done it really well, rather than being the mess that it in it fairness should be you know it's... the mess that it could have been just looking there at the picture of the monster at the end yes that monster when it stands up on its hind legs is cgi i don't think we could mm. dispute that but oh. looking at it going through the chairs well yeah. i've got a video now i'll show you uh-huh. like say, we'll, we'll go look for the video so this is the cgi bit coming in like i said yeah. i've spliced a few clips together and um, it's hentai girl look yes but this was a big surprise for me as well because the nineties was huge for twists. Like everything wanted it to be like a twist ending or have something different. So that was practical. So that that doesn't look a, practical. That, that, that bit that, there. That's, that's CGI. But the uh-huh. like, so, so there's two bits now. So there's a bit where it comes into the water, but when it comes out of the water and like up straight, I'm sure this bit was pr- a practical effect. Yeah, but, that uh, would be a practical effect. But yeah, um, like the, the cute little blonde girl that. Did you see her being the main bad guy? Like the new girl that's got oh, I did oh. think it was quite obvious. So I didn't um, actually think of it. At what point did you realize that she was the queen? When she, when turned? she told us. Yeah. yeah. I I there there was like hints at it earlier because like obviously when she's like, Oh, I can't take the thing because I'm allergic to aspirin. Yeah. I'm like, well, A, how are you alive at this, you know, still? So that was a practical um, there, I'm sure of it. Now I've just paused the little video there. Well, that, that's that's CGI where you've paused it, but the fact that is, is a lot of the CGI. rest of it, a right. lot of the rest of the scene was mm-hmm. practical. Like every moment that it's in the water and the tentacles behind her and mm-hmm. the splash and stuff, that's all practical. But yeah, anytime you can see it full body <laughs> is fake. yeah, full body. I think is be- and because probably because of size and scope. Um, when we would when we did the alien episode, we talked about the queen. And the mm-hmm. puppetry that went behind that—that's a—that's a fucking lot of work yeah. for a big giant puppet. But I believe when they're going through the the seats, and the seats are coming in, which really freaked me out. By the way, when mm. the seats start coming in, and he's running down it, the end bit where he's face to face with the monster—that looks like a full-on puppet. Looking at the detail mm. of that thing, that cannot be created by CGI. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's really impressive. Like, I think the most impressive thing, okay, which you don't realize is a practical effect, is when she's got the tentacle arm, because they had to find an actress who actually was half octopus. <laughs> Not right. Yeah, no, it's really difficult. And that's why yeah. we haven't seen her in that many other things, because, you know, like, how many hentai chicks are there? Wait, no, don't answer that. Oh, I was going to say, is Donna in the chat? She can probably answer that one for you there. Oh, uh, <laughs> but, like, as a. Because if you talk about like nineties horror or nineties like movies, like say like as soon as Scream came out, it was like a renaissance. Like we got I know what you did last summer, Cherry Falls, Urban Legends, um, and all those type of horror movies that came out. I think then uh, Disturbing Behavior, Teaching Mrs. Tingle, um, like kind of on the low burners. Um, Teaching Mrs. Who? Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Is that an adult movie, Paul? No, no, it's it's oh, it's an actual. It's it stars Her, Her, Helen Mirren, uh, Kitty. Help me, Mrs. Tingle. I'm stuck. Um, <laughs> oh, I've come Katie... to fix your fridge, Mrs. Tingle. Um, <laughs> Kitty Holmes as well. I think James Masters might have done it as well. No, that was just some movie. But um, basically, the premise for teaching Mrs. Tingle is basically she's a teacher and she's just been a like a dick. So that basically this pupil's kidnapper and taught like. I've never comes... heard of this movie. <laughs> 
This no, sounds amazing. Mrs. Um, Tingle. <laughs> I'll see if I can get an image for you, but teaching Mrs. Tingle is, is an actual uh um was one of the like nineties horrors type thing. Uh wow. or the teen uh teen type films that came out. Mm. And this kind of followed on all those. And isn't Tingle the, the little elf guy from Zelda? Isn't there, no isn't there a little character in Zelda who's called Tingle? And I'm like, okay. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> but the faculty was like kind of part of that 90s explosion of horror, like starting from Scream onwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scream onwards, I dare say. Yeah. And this is like, this is life. Like, this is what I lived off. And it's not where my horror journey starts. My God, that goes further back than that. But it's certainly kind of like, I. I've got like and it's mainstream and and I'm here and I can easily accessibly watch it. I'm not having to hide about this. I I, I really like this film. Mm-hmm. And fucking loves it. Mm-hmm. He loves monster movies. So this is like kind like proper monster movies. So this is like not not my kind of monster movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't get away with them. Oh, sorry. I thought someone was like confirming he teaches Mrs. Tingle part. No, it, it is definitely a film. I've got the post. I'm just trying to load it up, please. Um, except... I, I think, though, that what happened is it's really odd because Scream came out and changed the entire, like, mm-hmm. future for horror because it was like, a, you know, it's like when Blair Witch came out and then suddenly everyone was like, oh, found footage movies. Oh, and thank the weird... you for that, Blair Witch, because my favourite type of horror is, is found but footage. But it's the idea of uh, years after, like Blair Witch, we got some crap ones. Like we got oh, some absolute uh-huh. crap being chucked out there. And the faculty came out enough time after, I think, to basically it should have been crap. Like it should have been mm. like, oh well, nineties teen horrors. And then he's just like, oh, but it's really good. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, it, it shouldn't. It shouldn't necessarily work. <laughs> um, but because I think if you were to release it now. Mm-hmm. The some of the teacher from hell is about to get taught a lesson. That Don't still sounds like a poem. Oh, that, that sounds like a poem still. You know? oh, Apparently in the chat they're saying it was um, directed by... Oh, it's Wolfman Got Nards. Thank you for this. He said it was directed by Kevin Williamson. Yeah, like say it was... The guy I, who wrote Scream. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't can, talk can shit. Can I read the tagline out? <laughs> oh, I can't see it. Can I read the tagline out for it? I'm just trying to get their picture okay. up. Sorry. This summer, the teacher from hell is about to get taught a lesson teaching Mrs. Tingle. <laughs> the problem is, it looks like three women on the poster. There. And... So I've got the poster there. So like, oh, that's a man. Okay, yeah. right. That's that's a 90s man, Graham. They yeah. just that's... drew some stubble on. In post, they were but just it... like, "Get, we'll get a biro out and we'll put a bit of stubble on the box. It just took one look at like Jared Leto in My So-Called Life and went, him. That's the look. <laughs> That's what we're going to continuously go for in the 90s. Josh Hartnett, on the other hand, with his hair, had some other... He was like, no, I'm taking it back for the, yeah, <laughs> for no, the ball cut. R.I.P. It's full on... What is it? Full on Sinead O'Connor. Like, this. no, I'm not going to be an icon. I'll cut my own hair. Oh, wait. Maybe this I'm taking it back for the ball cut. This one's for you guys. But to be fair, to defend myself, I was going to say Helen Mirren wouldn't be in a porno. I was like, oh, shit. Helen Mirren's early career, she was in Caligula and shit like that. Take away anything I've just said. Yeah, Helen Mirren's <laughs> getting them out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good Lord. But yes, um, like, and I think 
a lot of understated horrors went under the radar in the nineties as well. Like I know I like didn't get Idle Hands till a little bit later till after that was released, and that this I was all coming out around about the same time. And um, I think so. Like, say I am the eighties eighties child. I love anything to do with the eighties movies, or and I will say that the eighties horror was the best. But I think a lot of the nineties horrors like become a lot like understated, and I don't think the faculty gets that it's due because name many like uh, body snatcher or alien horror films that came around like sci-fi wine done well like say i know keanu reeves trying to do uh like a remake of uh the earth stood still that was um, he shouldn't have bothered uh, <laughs> <laughs> no you're absolutely no but you're absolutely right the the 90s because of scream the mm-hmm. the slasher genre was reinvented not reinvent like rejuvenized and the faculty is something completely different, mm-hmm. but still manages to fall in that aesthetic of that nineties horror, and it's it's absolutely brilliant. And they do like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, like mm-hmm. that is a that is an old fucking film. Um, <laughs> so, well, you know, there's an eighties one, isn't there? Because there's a really old film, but then they had the eighties one where yeah. I, and I always I always remember that because like they put the twist that happens at the end of the film on the DVD intro. And I was like, you what? <laughs> you know, that's like... Hold on a minute. Yeah, and um... I remember like sort of putting the DVD in and it literally has the final scene of the movie before you get to play. And I'm like, that's like going Bruce Willis is a ghost on the DVD menu. And you're like, <laughs> thanks for that, you know. Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I've just read another interesting IMDb fact. So Mary Beth, quite obviously, apparently, asks Zeke about how he makes his drugs. On the second watch, she's clearly trying to work out how to stop him. Right. Now, that's just an IMDb trivia hmm. bit. Discuss. Um... <laughs> There's loads of, like, subtle or, like, little social commentaries to a lot of the stuff for this movie. Like, uh, I didn't realise it when, like, so when I watched it as a teenager or a kid, but if you watch it now, it tries to, like, Go on, were the aliens trying to do something so bad? Because what they were trying to do was like make um like classrooms well more well behaved. Like all the kids were sitting up straight answering questions. Uh the two the couple that were sexier. Nineteen thirties Germany has roughly the same kind of narrative as well. It's like Whoa. <laughs> where you just kind of go, oh well, you know, it would have been more orderly, and you're like, eh. <laughs> But on that, I think on that note, we've just lost. We've just lost Graham's stream there. <laughs> oh, no, but but it's it's that idea of basically just going. Yes, you could. If you didn't have life, life would be a lot easier. If you know, if humans didn't have free will. Mm-hmm. Uh, although essentially, at the end, all of the teens end up just becoming like popular kids, and it seems a bit of a loss there. Where you're like, oh, okay, so they lost their personality anyway. That's ironic. Uh, <laughs> And how much do they remember of being an alien as well? Mm. Is it like from the point of the thing going in the ear? Because all I think about is Salma Hayek at the end. All she'll be like is like, oh, coach pinned us down and spat in my ear. <laughs> that's the last thing she remembers before becoming an alien. I mean, right. most uh, most uh, American school kids, like, you know, recollections, really. I don't know. I always wanted to have the childhood like Boy Meets World. So if it was anything like that. But um. The guy, like uh, Wolfman got nods, just put some uh, good cameos in it as well. He says, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's sister, uh, yeah. the fuck you girl, and uh, Noah's yeah. Pierce girl is Robert Rodriguez's sister as well. 
So, yeah, the so it's Summer Phoenix who does the when she slaps the shit out of the guy from Scary Movie right. and does the whole fuck you. Yeah, that's Summer Phoenix. I did not know about uh, Robert Rodriguez's sister, but it makes sense because he always has a family member mm-hmm. in his movie. Um, whether it's his nieces or his his own son, um, he always has somebody, one family member in. I generally, up until right now, had no idea this is Robert Rodriguez. No, it doesn't I, I, feel like his style. It does nah, not feel like his style, I'll be not, honest with you. There's, Robert Rodriguez kind of has like a little theme for me, and it's always mm. kind of like the spaghetti western, yeah. and or the um, and, and fair, jo- side of things. Jo- and, that's and Johnny Depp wasn't there. Johnny Depp didn't have a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Is he in the Why would Johnny Depp have a cameo? Like, <laughs> I don't, wasn't he? As, as, oh, I think the total. Oh, maybe Tim Burton, maybe. I think Tim Burton. Burton, 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 Burton Tony Tony about is, sorry, and, and Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo, that's that, the one, yeah, so. that's it, Danny Trejo. But it's so <laughs> yeah, I was weird. Like, Why would Johnny Depp have a fucking cameo? I, I I totally missed it at the beginning, but then like at the end in the credits where it comes up saying directed by Robert Rodriguez and edited by Robert Rodriguez, you're like. I wow, this is yeah. totally not his style at all. And it kind of speaks volumes about how good he is as a director, where he has his niche, but he's like, oh, but I can do other things. And I can yeah. edit, which is also good. <laughs> and he has everyone thinks that Quentin Tarantino has like a really good taste of music because of how good his scores are. Mm-hmm. But Rodriguez is just as good when it comes down to movie scores. He really knows how to fit a mm-hmm. scene. Unlike the people who did Aquaman or right. who did Justice League, I will never forgive them for that. Let it go, let it go. It's fine. I, I don't think I can remember the soundtrack to Justice League. Good. <laughs> but I think I blocked like the that. whole film out because I didn't I really didn't like it. Um <laughs> one thing that does surprise me when it comes to like with the, the faculty and like when you go to like 90s horror and like well, horror in general as well, especially with how well this movie did and how well it plays out. We didn't get any sequels or any follow-ups to this. Um, I know it is decent, but mm-hmm. Hollywood likes to milk a cow. Oh, so, yeah. I, I, like it, this, I've never even heard rumors of a follow-up or a sequel to this, and it could be I mean, pretty quick, quick, pretty easy to do because, like you say, a life form found in, like say, back end of New of America could. Could literally go anywhere. I would like to say, like, what what happens if it goes into like a big, big city like New York or mm. uh, the crazy state that is Florida? Um, no, but that's <laughs> the thing. How it, would you it tell? Totally, it, it definitely could have a sequel. It could be a franchise. Like, I mean, they made follow up. They made follow up films for like, um, oh, what's the film I'm thinking about? Um, oh, oh, Bob, anyway. <laughs> no, it was the the alias Starship Troopers. Like Starship right. Troopers. Oh, Starship got, Troopers, yeah. Got two low budget sequels. And you just go, why didn't they do a straight to VHS or DVD sequel to this, essentially? And it, mm. yeah, Paul's right. Like this is even though it ends it by being like, look, these characters we have to give up on because they're, you know, their arcs are finished and stuff, and this particular alien's gone. There's no reason why you couldn't just be like, oh, another alien's landed somewhere and, mm-hmm. you know, taken over. It's, yeah, it's, it's it well, or the Cloverfield effect where it's mm-hmm. when you, I know you're going back to the beginning on it, but you actually see the alien drop in to where then at the end when you're watching the video you could have something at the end of that where you just in the background something just drops mm. oh yeah 
something's here. I do <laughs> I, I do like the fact that I didn't get at all. I mean, I don't get a lot of things. I am not the brightest, but I love I, I've heard this... rumors you get a lot. Oh my. <laughs> my husband. Um... <laughs> not from um... Daddy Discord. <laughs> my husband is more than enough. Um, but no, I do like the fact that I didn't get the twist. Yes. I really do. I generally didn't get it. But when you re-watch it over and over again, like I have done, it's like you watch it and go, how the fuck did I know? How did I not know? How did I not know? Yeah. There's I so mean, many moments of how did I not know? I mean, like in the later in the later half of the film, she has less emotion than Rishi Sunak. And it's like... It's... <laughs> that's hard. I know. That's it. That That's acting. But mm. uh, but it is just weird watching it because I, I kind of... I I'd like to say I worked it out. But I convinced myself so much that it was the art teacher, I think. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I just went, oh, she's the first one kind of thing. And I thought she was the one who walked up on the coach at the beginning. I thought it was the coach. I had suspicions about the blonde lass. Uh, When when they were doing the drug test with the snorting it, um, those two looked at each other and then it skipped to the... um, Yeah, she kind of like freaks out, doesn't she? Um, Yeah. Yeah, so it was like, I didn't see her snort that. Like that's gotta be suspicious. And then when she poured the um all of it over the Yeah who was it? It was I the th- principal. Wasn't yeah, it? I, I yeah. think that's that's her Yeah. I think that was the when I, I yeah, Lee's just got it for me. I think that's when my mind start going, hmm, a little bit of suspicion there. Maybe yeah. um but again, it was it's one of those movies where you're watching it back and you think, it's that person. No, it's that person. It, no, it's this person. No, this person's far too obvious. I can't. It can't be. But that—that that was always the thing that threw. Which is the... great. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. great is it that the movie does that? Like it actually manages to make it a surprise and make it yeah. so you're constantly going, "Is it this person?" And like Scream, it's the fact of going once you see it, you're like, "It's all there." It, I should have worked yeah, it out. I should have seen great. it. They had mm-hmm. so many little little inklings. I generally thought it was Usher. Because I why have I, Usher on and not be the bad guy? <laughs> no, why does he because, have a credit at the end and he's in like he a is scene? also on the main poster? Yeah. <laughs> not even the guy who plays Stan is on the main poster. I love how they fixed uh, Josh Hornet's hair on the main poster. They're like, no, no, fuck it, we're not gonna have anyone come <laughs> you have to no this. No control now. We do edits here. <laughs> Photoshop, bitch. Um, <laughs> Who was your favorite character in it? Because we do get a, like a bit of a Scooby Gang mm. type feel as well. So, like as Lee said earlier, it is pretty much like the Breakfast Club or um, the Goonies, shall we say, uh, of sci-fi. <laughs> so, who, how of them was your favorite character? We'll go to the Daddy first. So, who, who was your favorite ca- character, Lee? Um, I can't remember what he's called, but uh, well, Robert Patrick, the coach. Right, just, okay. He was. He's just perfect every time he plays a villain. It's mm-hmm. just so perfect and so smooth. I just um, wanted at one point for him to go, have you seen this boy? Yes. <laughs> I, if anyone needs to be hired to give off evil vibes, mm-hmm. just go to him. Yeah. He's a, he, can, he can play dickhead, because we saw mm-hmm. that in Peacemaker. Yes. He can play true, like, to the core evil. So that the T-1000, there was just nothing, there's nothing there but just pure you know, mission, and mm-hmm. we saw him play horror, and I, mm-hmm. I, like just horror in general. Just that I that 
that perfect character that you find in horror, he just he, oh, he's, I'm sorry, Lee. My words are starting to get away from me because he <laughs> is just absolutely brilliant. Uh, this is how the I man feel. It's like so describe. much more. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm picking him over any of the main kids because I, he had much more of a presence than any of those to me. Like mm-hmm. the first half an hour, I was still trying to figure out who is the main character of this film. But <laughs> then, but then it, it does come across. It's like, all right, it's Breakfast Club type of thing. Mm-hmm. Would, even would... Breakfast Club to the extent where. The cool goth chick goes through the absolute atrocity of mm. coming out with nice hair at the end. And no, I hate the fact that nice she's wearing dress. purple. Same. She wears purple. She has a purple cardigan on. Fuck you. If you, No, if you are goth, you keep <laughs> to that goth aesthetic. I really wish they didn't change that about her because she mocked. She was, she was always kind of like, I am true to myself. We know you're not. You've let a dude completely and utterly change you towards the end because you're wearing fucking purple. (laughs) The the thing is, though, it's very much one of those, like, it's it's kind of laughing at the archetypes at the same time where it's like, oh, he's a fucking nerd. Oh, he's he does photography and geeky stuff, and oh, he's he's like a stoner dickhead kind of thing. <laughs> and then at the end, it just goes like, it's such a bad ending. Like it's it's a wonderful film, but a shit ending where characters survive. But they should be dead, for all accounts. And then the idea of, oh, uh, you know, the jock has a happy ending and there's no consequences. Like, surely his dad will beat the shit out of him for quitting the football team and stuff. You know, like, all these things. Well, because like, especially in Southern America, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. His dad's going to be like, you, you're the most famous kid in school. What the fuck? Like, you're not going to get a scholarship anymore because you're average. You know, all of these things. And that's just ignored at the end. The goth chick, like in The Breakfast Club, just becomes... As cheerleader, like a standard kind of uh, hot chick, mm. uh, the nerd gets with the hot cheerleader. That's not going to happen. Uh, and what is it? Uh, yeah, and and Zeke, the 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 stoner like nerd, becomes a jock. Yeah, Yay! good for him. His teacher. Woo. Yeah, and and he's just sitting there being like, "This is what people thought was good in the 90s like they thought this was a good result and same as the breakfast club it's like yeah you get to be normal and it's like yeah i don't (laughs) i I don't like i love the movie but i i have to agree with graham the whole ending where everyone reverses on each other and throughout the whole thing they are so fucking proud of the person Mm. that they are they fight so hard for that especially stokely Mm. that really really fucking bothered us we we need to we need to edit that. I don't know how good your editing skills with video are, Paul, but we need Not to edit the, the final <laughs> scene between Stan and Stokely to have Stan in full on fucking corpse paint. You know, he's literally <laughs> just sort of with the rain dripping down and it just like smearing yeah, down his face, full on crow, you know, and stuff. And that that's the goth relationship we want them to do. That's so when they do, so so do the crow faculty edits, like say. Half, yeah, half, 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 half crow and half the family. I do think, I, even though I, I enjoy the film, and again, it's like switch brain off, enjoy the film. The film lacks balls and lacks making big decisions. As you said, nobody dies, nobody kind of gets mm. killed off. Like, and I think, like, especially in a horror movie, to amp up the suspense or amp up the kind of the urgency. You have to kill off a few of the members, even if the kids they're doing it now. Evil Dead Rises does it perfectly. It's uh, without any jump scares. It's very brutal, but 
kids die in that movie. Sorry, spoilers. Um, it is on Netflix, everyone. So you can't. It is easily accessible now. Yeah. So it's kind of like nobody's off the table. If and if nobody dies, it's kind of like oh, I'm just enjoying this. But there's no. It's it's kind of like watching Captain America: The First Avenger. It's like, hey, it's Captain America. He's not going to get beaten because you know where he's going to lead to. So it's, there's no urgency and there's no fear. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Well, why do you, do you think it's studio like intervention that basically went, oh, it's going to have a happy ending. We've got to have the dead people being like, oh, I'm OK, actually. I only lost some important fingers and an eye. Uh, you know, it's... But it's okay, guys. I'm John Stewart. Everything's fine. Even though John Stewart is an amazing person, please love the guy. He's great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I agree. Mm-hmm. What's the I What's the body back. count of this film? Is it only like two or something? I mean, the, the principal must die. Sarah's is missing half a face. Sarah's just mentioned Mary Beth dies. Yep. So Mary Beth and <laughs> does the principal not die? Yeah, but Mary Beth was an alien and southern. Um, so technically, <laughs> yeah. you know, one of those is a crime. Um, I don't but, know if the principal yeah, no, makes I think... it. I don't think the principal makes it out because she takes a fierce load of everything. Well, they, actually, the old, oh, the old, the old woman lady. dies. The old teacher dies. Yeah, the yeah, old lady. In the shower. Yeah. How does was... the, how does the principal survive? She gets stabbed multiple times at the beginning. Do they just put mm. an alien in her and just like, oh well, you're back to normal? You're healing, well, Frank, sweet girl. But like, see, Frankie Jansen gets a head reattached, so if decapitation doesn't work. Her being stabbed. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I've just read an interesting thing as well to actually answer to go back to what Lee was talking about with the scene where the where Mary Beth doesn't take the thing and it like what's her face all freaks out. The pair of them look at each other before they're about to take it. They're actually communicating with each other. Right. So she okay. tells in, in fact she's telling her to take it and cause a distraction. Right. Mm. So that is why it all she screams and hauls back and then it gives a chance for Mary Beth to just dispose of her her scat as they call it. Scat. Um yeah, I just I've just literally <laughs> read the that. scat I, man. <laughs> I just think I, I just this movie gets a lot worse when you think that it's a lot of teenagers just doing scat. That is <laughs> it's given the message. Look, that's it's a different is there a movie poster for that, Paul? <laughs> um, I probably could do it. Could Google probably do it. Google it, maybe. I, I'm not. Well, he doesn't need that not. on his bloody Google search thing, man. I'm not in incognito in the automotive mode. We'll get Google. We'll get Goodwill to search it. He's got yeah, some budgets. Yeah, Michael will do it for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What was I going to say? I was going to ask something. Come back to us. Right. I, think, I can't remember. I'm very tired. I'm so sorry. I'm very tired. Oh my God. Michael loves the Goonies. That is such a good oh. picture of Michael, by the way. I do love that picture. Dunk. And that's me on the right. He had hair. The Grim. <laughs> Who was your favorite character in in this as well, Graham? I don't know, because I, I was kind of like, oh, I think I know who it is. And then like, when Lee mentioned the uh, the coach, I'm like, actually, he is kind of, he, he is iconic in this. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit weird, because I don't really, it's mm-hmm. kind of annoying, though. Like, none of the teachers get good endings. Like, as as in, they, there's no confrontation with them. There's a confrontation with the principal and with, uh, and with um, whatever Miss Burke teaches. Uh and yeah, and then the rest of them, it doesn't. Like, you know, like, the yeah, it seems a bit weird. They just kind of vanish. Yeah, but do um, you think the ending that we got, it kind of leaves it a little bit unsatisfied 
with a lot of things, yeah. like a lot of things unsaid, a lot of things undone, a lot of things not explained. That's, again, coming back to the film, like this felt like a movie that could have led into different things or different, like more interesting. I, That's why I was, as I said, I was asking a question because I've always thought, why? Like when you say that, like it could be the cast and it was so hard to get that cast, they never thought they'd replicate that cast again. It could have been played into a thing, but I like, mean, alien is probably... sci-fi is should have multiple like shit sequels. To be fair, I mean, this is probably a question for Wolfman's Got Nards because they seem to have all of the answers. Uh, but <laughs> He's, the... he does own. He, I think he does run his own um, horror podcast. Does he? Oh, oh, amazing. Yeah. No, that's it. But it's it's the idea of I would like to see how many cut scenes there are from this or if there's a director's cut or something because it feels as mm-hmm. though there would be scenes with the other teachers like or something because it seems weird that he just forgets about loads of them but um mm-hmm. but yeah to go back to the original question my i don't know my favorite character i probably stan if i'm perfectly honest because i feel mm-hmm. out of all the kids he's the one who has an arc like mm-hmm. everyone else kind of jumps to a conclusion but i like the fact that he's like he, he's pointing out the opposite side where it's like going, mm-hmm. hey, everyone loves you, you're all this. And then you're just going, oh, but like, you know, like you want to get away from it. I think that's the closest we get to a development arc in this. No, I totally and I quite like it. I totally yeah. agree because he goes from the jock, the football player, to, but it's not a case of like he instantly thinks to himself, oh, I need to be smart now. Like it's yeah. not something that he's, he's he, you can tell he's already figuring that out before he you know mm. says that this is what he wants to do, and just the one cut only I'm afraid I was. No, oh, that's a surprise because it feels like the it feels like the sort of movie where there'd be tons of extra stuff in it, like mm-hmm. and yeah, there's just no uh, I think of it, but yeah, that that's the thing. It's like I I I think Stan's probably the most rounded character, and he's the one who stays truest at the end. He doesn't have a oh, they're not a goth anymore. Oh, they got the girl. And, mm-hmm. you know, in some characters, like, are just hollow, like Delilah. Like, Delilah just, you know, there's one throwaway line, which is like, oh, your dad molested you. Okay, that's why you're such a bitch. And it just, and that's the biggest 90s school <laughs> stereotype ever. But it's just, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think Stan's the most rounded out of the kids and, yeah, the coach for the... Mm. Although, although when fucking is it Miss Burke when Miss Burke goes full um, Michelle Visage uh, <laughs> and pushes Zika about, like obviously smaller tits, but yeah. you know it just—I don't know—it just like that came out of nowhere. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was saying, no, but I, I think with again going back to what you're saying, like the character pro- progression, the the sad thing about it probably Stokely was my favorite character through until mm-hmm. the ending. And that kind of took it away a little bit because, again, Sam is completely 100% right. It's kind of like, oh, she changed who she was mm-hmm. to get get a, get a, get the boy. Get the boy. Mm-hmm. And that's not really the right message. It probably was the right message in the 90s when everyone was saying, don't be a goth, don't be a Satanist. Well, that was probably in the 80s when they were saying, no, um, being terrified. No, no. Of, like, the 90s <laughs> had Satanic Panic. They were yeah. there. <laughs> Good old Satanic Panic. <laughs> no, the absolute numbers. But yeah. It was the whole like Stokely was my girl. Like mm. actually, if I really think about it, I have probably like had a lot of looks that mm. ran off Stokely because of how mint she was. Um, I absolutely adored her. I just hated the end that she changed for a dude. Now, what I really think it meant was that she's no longer miserable. 
Mm -hmm. So therefore she can add a bit of color. That potentially yeah. was where they were going with it. But essentially she changed herself for this dude. Stan is probably my favorite character, favorite, favorite, because as I 100% agree with Graham, he is the only one who has a complete arc. Mm -hmm. It's complete from start to finish. He got exactly he where he started from is where he ended is where he wanted to be. Didn't I mean, not think Elijah Wood had the similar type of thing, just not as prominent, just because no, he's no. He, he gets braver, but there's no indicate. Well, I suppose he does in a way where obviously he's like not brave and stuff. But even at the beginning, he's kind of standing up to the bullies a mm -hmm. little bit. Like he's back chatting them and stuff like that. So he's not a total coward. And he's not and, scared of his dad in a way. Yeah. And, it, you know, he, you know, and I know this, it's but weird. Shoot McGavin, he just challenged him to golf. He'll, that's all <laughs> get past that aspect. But I just wish he turned I, around and said, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. I, I think it's like Elijah Wood's character. Uh, what, what's his name? Casey. Um, yeah. Has, Casey, yeah. Has an arc, but it's nowhere near as pronounced as uh, Stan's, mm -mm. you know. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I don't think of Zeke's arc, but it's just nothing. Isn't it amazing? Like, we're not even picking Zeke as like a character that we want to even <laughs> he, talk about. He just hasn't yeah. developed at all, but he was one of the coolest characters in yeah, the whole no, film. Yeah, Zeke is literally like not a Mary Sue, but like he basically, because obviously he has a lot of faults, but it's this idea of he starts the movie with all of the skills that he has at the end of the movie. The only difference is he decides to get his life back on track and apply himself school. at school. And you're like, that's kind of cool, but he still didn't get a fucking haircut though, did he? Oh, but that's it, yeah. Like, he's got a helmet <laughs> but he also, hair now. But... He kinda, the best thing, the, the thing about Zeke is he kind of wore my clothes that mm -hmm. I was wearing then. Baggy jeans, chain. Oh, the t-shirt with the, the long, long sleeve, sleeve underneath. The t-shirt with the t-shirt, the Limp Bizkit t-shirt on the top, like... I think Daddy Discord should wear wardrobe. this as well, uh, as well, yeah. I actually <laughs> loved that look, you know. Like, it's so weird that I never thought twice about it at the time, but looking back, I'm like, I think that's a good look. It makes no sense, obviously, the whole, why have you got a long sleeve on and then a t-shirt on top? Well, what happens if you fashion? get chilly arms? And you want to show off your cool, your cool band t-shirt, man? Well, it just it just seems a bit weird because it's like if you go, oh, it's the sun's coming out. I'll take my t-shirt off. Oh no, I've got a long sleeve underneath. Like rather yeah. than the other way round, you know. But it was I the skater boy look, though, wasn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, I, and, I've and still I got was, long sleeve tops to wear. That <laughs> <laughs> I was very much there. Um, yes, Dan. Dan's are the best. Dan from Bleeding Marvelous is in the chat. Yay. Hello, Dan. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we do. I stole a line there. Sorry. Hello, Dan. <laughs> Say hello, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> But yes. Um, what would you change in this movie if you had to go back? Like, if you were the director or anything, like, like the obvious one is the ending. So we'll take yeah. the ending out of the, out oh, the place. Okay. Okay. What would like? What kind of things would you change? Or well, then that's really it? hard because I wouldn't change a goddamn thing <laughs> because the whole thing with her, the monster, and the reveal, and this that is that is really fucking good. It's just. <laughs> The end has some, and you know what? If I had, if no, if we hadn't talked about it the way that we are, and someone had asked us, "What do you think of the faculty?" I would never have brought up the fact that the end is terrible. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, no, "That's yeah, Graham's fault." Really to be which fair. is good, <laughs> which is good though that you walk away and it hasn't soured the taste. You know, exactly. you just go, "Oh, that was great." Mm. Probably is me being completely honest. I do think there should have been a body count. Now I watch yeah. it back, I think. That would have added more to the gravity and a little bit more imp impetus to move the film along a little bit now. And you would be thinking, oh, 
um, who's going to survive. But nobody really like the like the danger is getting turned into the one of the fish slug things. Um, that that is the main scare scary thing to it. And as we saw in the clip before, like when all the football teams getting like rehydrated, that's <laughs> a frightening thought and a frightening image. But throwing in a few deaths and killing off a few of the little fuckers would have, like, say, added to it a little bit more. I oh, wouldn't absolutely. have just gone for a few. I would have mm-hmm. had everybody who was infected dies, mm-hmm. apart from like the last few because it's like only just recently infected. Then they drive off into the distance because there's nobody left in the town. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that the science teacher sent that one from the tank off to some university and it was another queen. That's what the sequel would oh. be. That is exactly where you would go with a sequel is that, yeah. you know. That's that's like how that. you, you would do it. Like, I would probably, yeah, why didn't they do that for the, again, I still missed opportunity. There's there's a lot of stuff that does get made and you think, oh, that, that could have been a way forward, but Lee's just nailed it there with that little, a Dan and everyone and probably Wolfman will probably know but it's like when was the writer's strike wasn't there a writer's strike um, like, after this could it have been one of these yeah was... so could it have been that they were developing a sequel and then that happened and then afterwards you, they're like just, oh it's too, it's too late you'll, ne- you'll never know I'm trying to think it was like the early 2000s they were too busy making teaching Mrs. Tingle. That's what <laughs> I can't believe Cold until classic. now. I... Dan, if you're still in the chat, have you heard of this movie? And should no, we be doing it? No one has heard of this why, movie. Why, why is it? Yeah, I love Paul, teaching Mrs. Tingle. just Tingle. made it up. It's got Helen Mirren and she gets tied in a chair. It's has fun. It really got Helen Mirren have you heard of Disturbing Behaviour? That's another yeah. one that's the same type of thing. I, I owned that on DVD from the day it came out and never watched it. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's I went very out much... physically. I went out and bought it, mm-hmm. and it just sat in my collection. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fucking cool." Um, but no, I've never seen it. <laughs> Stem behavior is just an alternative it's version Holmes, of. Isn't it? Yeah, it's just an alternative version of the uh, the faculty without aliens. It's it's using um, mind control. It could be a version of Eerie Indiana. You never know. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just reading Wolfman's got Nard's comments. Um. Oh my God, Dan's not even heard of it. Um, I'll idea. show the pista. The pista. The poster's there in front the of pista. us. The pista. Uh, the pista. It's got pista, Dan. It's got. Sorry. It's got teacher Mrs. Tingle. So he says, "Great idea, but Furlong wouldn't have sent it to the other university as he would have had to turn up before being able to." But I mean, if they if he sent it knowing, like after turning and knowing that it was going to spread the. Somebody, I you know how it is where that's blatantly not the intention. But if you were writing a sequel, you'd be like, let's just change the intention a little bit, and you know, go. Oh, he realized it was a queen, and then he boasted it off deliberately, something like that. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a bit silly for an alien race which has traveled billions of light years. You to can't get to make our that planet bigger than <laughs> <laughs> Does he use every? Not he just posts it with like <laughs> just like to not yeah, have the intelligence the to not put all the eggs in one basket. Yeah, they've literally just focused on this one town and nothing else. So surely an advanced race would try something else. But they did mention it in the movie, which was quite a good. Which, which oh, was, there you go. He's agreeing. Yeah, but it, it it they did mention it in the movie. It's like if you're going to invade, um, like America or the world, you would do it in a small town first, where nobody gives a fuck about them and no one's thing. Rather than like if you 
went to New York or Washington, D.C., they would have the feds down on you within 30 seconds, uh, like the, the monitor that shit, where in the, in like, say, the backward woods, uh, like the Bible Belt and stuff like that, they'll think probably saying it's a sign from God, but sorry. Um, yeah, most likely, <laughs> most likely. But aren't you pleased that they didn't do a sequel upon a sequel, turn it into a franchise and absolutely yeah. fucking drown this film? Mm. No, no, I'm I'm very happy it's like a one-off. There's a lot of great one-offs that don't mm-hmm. need a sequel. It's just surprising because oh, this absolutely one feels good. like it could have done with like a few more features that do we, I would do have we liked to it, know. Do we know how it did box office wise? And because that really kind of determines it, doesn't it? I know like the marketing campaign before it came out was fucking on fire. You couldn't go down the street without seeing the faculty poster. The, fac- oh. the faculty poster was iconic back in the day. Um, and it was in Empire. Because Usher's like, in it. Yeah, because... Because <laughs> Usher's in it, exactly. You made For the faculty poster. <laughs> made I love the... that right, he gets okay. a segment. He gets a segment at the end where he does all the characters and you're like, he did nothing. <laughs> okay. Did, he, did so... he have a song on the soundtrack? I don't think he actually had a song on the soundtrack. I don't even think he had a song. He's in it like <laughs> two minutes. Um, so it debuted at number five in the US in making. I can't say this number. This is why Dan should do figures. It's 1-1. One, one, Six mm-hmm. three three four nine five. So one hundred. It's like you're trying to confirm your phone million, uh, number on something. I know. <laughs> one one. I'm so bad with numbers. Oh oh eight hundred. Dial. Call Dan. Call Dan. Oh eight hundred. Miss Tingle. Yeah. <laughs> it's eventually US gross was forty point three million. That's how much did it, for the how 90s, much did it, it cost to make? It released on Christmas Day. Oh yes. Right? <laughs> Um, Come on, kids, eat your turkey. We're going to see an alien <laughs> film. It was viewed on 2,365 screens on its opening weekend, debuting at number five, um, making that figure that I give you. The gross was 40.3. It doesn't say what it's. Um, I'm, I'm surprised because I remember it being everywhere. Like, I, I have yeah. a, like, 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 talking about it, like, literally getting excited for it to come out because there wasn't many movies like this coming out at the time as well. I know Oh my god, Creed's on the soundtrack. <laughs> wow. To be fair, I, I looked at the soundtrack and I couldn't spot Creed, but I, I thought I'm sure that was his oh, voice. Dan, 63 it's like million. Half an hour in or something. The, like Dan, Dan, is that disappointing for the time? Like because maybe that's why I didn't get a sequel. Because surely it would have cost like 10 million to make and then to just make it wasn't. It was a fifteen, though, wasn't it? It wasn't an eighteen. So, because um, so, normally yeah. it's eight. Because if it's an eighteen, the the do take that. The, the Christmas the thing, do- yeah. seems to sounds like it might have affected it a bit as well. Oh, like, absolutely not. There apparently- must have been aiming for a Halloween release <laughs> and not just been delayed. Aims, not well, all like- horror aims for Halloween releases. Scream came out at Christmas. Um, give me two minutes. Sorry, my cats have somehow fifteen million budget. Dan's just said. Yeah. Hang on. I see clever cats. Um, fifteen million budget. Danad's just let us know. So yeah, oh. so that it made money. It like say it got the money back, but not enough to be like, oh, this is a sensation. We'll make a franchise out of this. You know, like I, I'd say, I as a if I was a producer, I'd be like, oh well, you know, let's try something else. See, from the movies of the time, I put this up there with movies like Idle Hands and stuff like that, like as a one-off quirky type of horror um that kept kept things interesting as well that didn't wasn't just like a slasher movie or like all them different things and like i know we've showed oh. the monster or talked about it as a bit of a popular uh 
puppet as well. I thought the actual monster looked quite cool because that could have looked, it went either two ways, it would have been absolutely really, really shit, or like I say, done really badly. But I, I thought it looked actually quite interesting and quite cool. I, I thought it looked great until I started thinking about Audrey 2 from uh, yeah. from, from Little Shop of Horrors. And then once I saw it, I was like, oh, I can't see that. Maybe, maybe this is the sequel to Little Shop of Horrors. This is just another <laughs> version maybe. of Audrey. I mean, if you watch the if you watch the, the theatre ending, Audrey mm-hmm. won. So mm-hmm. it could be. I do you know what? If that if that puppet at the end had lipstick on, I'd Fucking death. <laughs> just literally Elijah Wood just in the corner. It's like, feed me, Seymour. I've just well, thought really about, um, you... oh, sorry, you're saying about um, like sequels and stuff like that. They could have even done prequels because they mm-hmm. mentioned about um, the films, the invasion of the body snatchers, and mm-hmm. saying that they could have been here before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, that's Stokely and her goth ways. Remember that. So when we do when we when we talk about reviewing the movies as well, I always like to do this because Lee's Lee's currently got the perfect like given every every movie that he's reviewed a fucking perfect score. So let's see if this breaks breaks uh, the routine as well. So we'll leave Lee to last. So if you were going to rate this movie out of five, uh, like five being perfect, nothing wrong with it, nothing uh, nothing wrong, nothing you would change. What would you rate this out of five, Graham? Well, I I never give anything full marks because out of five is really difficult. I think now ten. Um, the I'd probably give it a four out of five because it is a far mm. better than I gave it credit to before listen uh, before watching again. And mm. yeah, it has its failings, but it's a very enjoyable movie. It has a, a twist that works. It mm. has characters that are likable. The special effects mm. are great. Like, all you'd need to do is re-release this movie or do, like, a Blu-ray version where you, like, update the CGI to be less mm. shit. But, yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, the only thing I didn't really like is some of the score. Not the mm. soundtrack, but the actual score mm. for scenes I thought was a bit clunky in places. But, no, mm. yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Funny. Four. 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 I'll knock a one off for the ending. Oh, even if... though if you'd have asked us if Graham hadn't have been on here and hadn't mm-hmm. pointed out the glaring obvious, I probably would have said four point five. <laughs> if we got corpse paint stan, would that be a five? Absolutely. Yeah, there we go. Hundred percent. Director's be... cut coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a little bit harsher and say a three point five, just because there is elements to it that now, like as we've talked about, like uh, the CGI on uh, Frank Janssen getting a head chopped off looks terrible. The ending not feeling right and not feeling like we've got the complete story. Um, and like say the goth girl changing to the the nice girl to to get get the guy that she wants. Not really giving the the right messages out. So I'd probably give it a three point five. But it's one of those movies where you switch your brain off and you can yeah. just. And probably I lost I lost a bit of a mark as well for Josh Hartnett becoming a, like a scientist like and knowing everything uh, while he's and still in high hair. school. Yeah, and his hair. And his hair, which I never thought was like a big issue up until right now. Like I just... no, we'll, we'll review Halloween H two O. I mean, I'm perfectly <laughs> oh, honest. Wow, I, yes. I, 
I wouldn't <laughs> climb off. I wouldn't climb off because of the hair, but it's also <laughs> you'd be fully aware of it during. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I would be now. Maybe you could wear a hat. I mean, maybe, the, maybe it was the nineties. He could have wore a beanie. Well, I, this is the interesting thing. Now, I, can I just go off on one for a little oh, bit? Oh, absolutely. No, because uh, we talk about this not having a sequel, but effectively it does have a spiritual sequel in a way, which is a video game. And it's a video game that was released, I think it's early 2000s, but it's uh, a video game called Obscure, which, mm-hmm. and it had it had a sequel and there was going to be a third one, but the studio went bust, I think. But basically it's effectively the faculty as a video game. Where oh, you right. have a you have a team of archetype uh, students, and you're in a you're locked in a school, American high school, and there's monsters that are like the thing where they're basically the teachers and stuff, and they're mutating, and it's students and stuff, and there's some kind of conspiracy going on where the teachers are doing something and whatnot. It mm. doesn't the the alien the monsters and aliens aren't the same as from the faculty. They go more John Carpenter's the thing and whatnot. But it's great because you effectively have the same kind of characters and the Zeke character in it, who's basically a massive stoner, who he's, what, what do you call it? Where, where it's a white person who tries to be a rapper and it's, you know, like the Eminem I'm not, type. No, thing. we're not saying that word, no. I am not saying that word. <laughs> oh, is, yes. the, is the, okay. Whatever the word is, but it's the idea of he's I like that, did. but he looks, but he looks yeah. like the same and he's got a beanie. So they basically upgraded his character. <laughs> To give him a beanie to sort out the hair, but, but they it, try. They try. It's a very good game, it. actually. They try Terrible to gameplay, rectify. But great. Well, sorry. sorry, they try to rectify the hair and the face in Pearl Harbor, and I, I think that's why he kind of like he went off. To be fair, he had nice hair in Sin City. We'll, we'll give him Sin mm. City. But yeah, mm. but yeah, so, well, it nicely. I, I think it maybe it's to stop him getting too hot. You know, like mm. maybe you know maybe that's dangerous. So Maybe Lee, I'm going to go and watch the faculty now. So Lee, what what rate are you going to give it now? Before we do, Dan's pointed out that all time this has made 465 million. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was totally oh. fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. If that's Dan right, how has this not had a sequel? Is it, Dan, is it that that's like a sleeper hit? You know how like stuff like Rocky Horror was a flop and whatnot when it came out, but now it's probably made like sort of 600 million. Like, is this is it a case where it didn't do very well? At the cinema, but then DVDs went great or something. I'm not I sure. Love I, the I, 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 cinema. I think. But is that how you know? That, is that not yeah. how you say it? Cinema. <laughs> Cine- the cinematograph is a wonder of the modern age, or whatever. Um, like <laughs> whatever. I we just get call it the talkie house. <laughs> so going back to Lee, bless him. <laughs> Sorry, so, Lee. You're, you're, no, no, it's, it's fine. I, I've diverted away from me giving my score. Um, so, and yeah, score now. <laughs> I fully agree with you, Paul. Three point five. <gasps> yeah, it's went low. It's, it's the Five Guys guy is not a five the, today. <laughs> the story was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the character development pushes it back for us, and um, not enough kills, not, not enough death kill. count. Mm-hmm. You're never going to beat the Invisible Man. Claude Rains, <laughs> no. but we could come somewhere close. Actually, not one. <laughs> he's still reigns supreme in monsters. Because he's mad. He's hang crazy. on, hang on, hang on. Like I know we talk about the Invisible Man having a great body count because he killed a bus, but we don't know how many people were really on the bus. Like were they lying? I don't know. It's a big fucking bus. But it's the idea of how is that compared to Arnie at the end of Commando? 
That's oh, that's I'm... the count that we we need to think about. Because... No, I haven't done Arnie yet, so probably. But even like Jigsaw have a look online and... for how many people T kills in that film. It's <laughs> wasn't it Hot Shots that done like the count that said now greater than uh, greater than yeah. ten, yeah, greater uh, than Hot Shots Part Two. <laughs> Hot shots part two. Um, but no, Claude Rains, he told us how many he killed. He went, I killed 164 people. Don't mess with me. So I'm, I'm not messing with the invisible man now. The holes. So. Yes. You, you want to know who I am? <laughs> you, are, you are just dying to know. You are just dying. You're crazy to know who I am. You have the highest kill count, Claude Rains. He still reigns supreme. <laughs> we have so much things planned to do with kill counts. <laughs> Christ, Claude is going to be put on a pedestal. <laughs> right, I'm just going to create a graphic now saying the ultimate killer. <laughs> and then yes. have a picture of Graham next to him. Just nobody. <laughs> just a picture of no one. Oh, just yeah, Graham's, um, Graham's still on the, when he do, looks do like that. something like Terrence of Philip. <laughs> he, he, needs a sp- he needs a speech bubble being like, you're crazy to know who I am as he's taking the thing. <laughs> and then yes. the highest kill count. Yep. So is there anything you want to add about the faculty? Because I think we've pretty much, rather than you talking know, for... scene from scene, I think we've talked about it quite, quite well. I, I I, like it enough to where I'm going to go and watch it now. Mm-hmm. Just be, only, only because I want, <laughs> I want to see Josh's hair. <laughs> you don't. You don't. But yes, Michael, <laughs> your presence has been amazing throughout this whole episode. I've... Thoroughly enjoyed. I really do love that picture of Michael, by the way. <laughs> I know you. I know it's all been mocking and everything, but I think that's a lovely picture of him. I, I'm just glad that he's having a good time. Like it's Me too. it's it's really it. weird because he's he's so wonderful, and it's strange not doing trek with him on this Friday. So it's uh... no, no, we're not saying nice things about the little prick. So uh... <laughs> hey, hey, we 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 love Goodwill. Uh, and we can't wait for him to get back. But when he's had his fill of America, you know why Graham's doing it? Because Graham wants I'd... presents. Let's let's build in America. <laughs> all um, all I've asked him good. about. <laughs> he he's been he's been basically like, oh, I'm in Las Vegas. Oh, I'm doing this. Look at this wonderful thing I've seen and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, shut up, shut up. What's the food like? What have you <laughs> have you eaten a massive pizza yet? Like that's all I care about in America. That's all I'm gonna do if I go over there is just eat. All eat. of the food. <laughs> Shall we have an eat tour of America? Yes, we will die, but yep. we're I, tired I, of living I, anyway, actually. Exactly. So when, uh, What's to come back to? <laughs> Tory Britain. Tory Britain. <laughs> I'm not doing this podcast by myself. You're not fucking off. So, no, you're not allowed. We, we, How we, about we, we come we back and we're just massive? We're fucking huge. We, we just, just oh, oh, oh. We don't even fit on the screen anymore. It's all just Mr. Creosote in these little boxes. It's like blink once if you're here. So yes, so next Friday, Graham and Goodwill. Well, not Graham and Goodwill. It's, um, Graham and do you have a few friends? Yeah, you? Um, I, I'm. I'm discussing it with uh, basically General Kirkby, who we've had on before, mm-hmm. General Kirky, and Baron Levey, who we've also had on before. So we're gonna try a, a trio, a, a cool. trio of uh, things, and yeah. I, it's quite. I don't think Baron's watched any of Lower Decks, so I don't know if they're <laughs> going to be totally just lost by things or if they're just going to jump in. But yeah, we'll sort it out. It, it'll be like Sammy when we were done the Angel episode, just going yes. <laughs> yes I that have is never been thing. so quiet in my absolute life. My sister, my sister texted and went, "Angel, have you seen any?" I was like, "No." She was like, "Are you talking?" I was like. No, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great though because effectively, like we've all we we had all watched it, 
and you were hearing it and you're like all of these characters sound like absolute bastards and yes. i'm like i've never thought about it that way but yes yes they're all sat there people. and going so would you watch it now like no <laughs> which is fair. horrible which is a fair assessment now with this being a special friday night episode you lucky nerds are going to experience us for another day so we are back on sunday me sammy the discord daddy is returning as well and we have the lovely Sarah Peach, which, again, with Lee and Sarah on the same episode, I am terrified that we are going to go to the four-hour mark. So that I am be... excited to have Sarah on. I was saying this to Dan the other night. I love it when Sarah's on, but I feel so sorry that she comes on in a top five and the poor girl has made all these notes and barely gets a chance to see any of them because <laughs> we are running over time. So I love the fact that we're going to have a proper sit-down talk with Sarah. The hilarious thing about it, though, as well, is Sarah and Lee have spent this entire... Since they got told that they were... Well, not got told, since the volunteer... I volunteer as tribute. Uh, come on, the Tom Hanks, because we're doing talking about Tom Hanks movies. They have went through and watched nearly every single Tom Hanks movie. Like, how many movies have you watched, Lee? Like, you, you did a list... There must be um, you're watching at least three a day. Oh, I've watched uh, five yesterday, four the day before. How many have I watched a day? But you do I homework. think four, four today. <laughs> what did you sorry? You do homework. I've not watched one. I haven't even watched this one <laughs> that we're talking about right now. I'm going to watch it after the fact. Because they're I, professional. I, I, I got the in between all me, Tom, yes, Tom Hanks like the films. true professional that I am. <laughs> So, yes, that's, so what said, that's what I said when I was doing my um, Star Trek thing at work. Uh, someone was like, are you okay to talk? And I was like, I do this professionally. <laughs> 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 I clearly have not listened to the podcast. <laughs> yes. So, yes, so we are talking about Tom Hanks movies, so that's going to be quite fun. There's a lot of, like, I think that's going to be a very laughable and smiley episode it's as well. so much fun. Yes. So much fun. And... We are, uh, the Monsters episode is back on Monday uh, with yes. a very good episode. Like I say, yes. I'll be, I'll probably watch it tomorrow. So everyone will watch it on Monday. <laughs> it's so good. It's very detailed. Um, we did do a lot of work for this one. It is the man behind the monster, Gary Oldman. Um, we've, we've structured it so well, but it is a bit of a length. It's probably the longest one we've done, but it's just because of how much we he has a lot of characters. We didn't even scratch the surface when it comes to his character base. Where, it's, where do you draw the line, though, with him? Exactly. Because he's so famous for all being monsters, but villains in general. Like, yeah. are you including stuff like in Lost in Space, where he becomes a massive insect? Are we including him as Norg in The Fifth Element? It's there's so much that you can now, like... Grim. You're giving spoilers away now, so <laughs> no, no, she we can't spoilers, we're not gonna hear about that. If, if you're listening on iTunes and Spotify, you will mm. never know unless you go and listen. So, yes, and favorite memes that I've seen is of uh, saying, What if one day someone shouts cut and <laughs> and it turns out you were Gary Oldman all along because that's how good he is. <laughs> Got a little boy who wants to come and say hello, but he doesn't. He's very reluctant right now. Hello, little boy. Hello, hello my little boy. My little and, sausage. And back in the chat, yes, but I will take you for Wagamama soon, I promise. 
not, not in a creepy way. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, Becca, I'll be there on the 13th if you want to come and meet me and my sister for tea. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sure you won't mind. <laughs> uh, Wolfman's got nods in the uh, the chat is saying the Burbs is the quintessential Tom uh, Tom Hanks movie. That's going to we're going to have a few I, different dis- disagreements with certain I, movies. That... I kind of agree, but I would put my favorite as Dragnet. I absolutely mm. love Dragnet. It's so good. It's you know I probably put the Burbs as two actually if I'm honest, but uh, it is a brilliant movie. It is going to be a, a up for discussion because that's going to be the hard one. Naming your favorite Tom Hanks movie, it, it's going to be quite. Uh, it's good, yeah, because then someone's going to say someone, another one, and you're going to go, "Oh yeah, that's me. Fa- oh, that's yeah. me. Fa- God damn it, that's me favorite. That's me when it comes yes. to everything. I'm like, yes, is that's anyone my picking favorite. Castaway though? It's still that is there. not it's my still, favorite. I know that's there. it. I'm just going. Is it a top that- five? No, no, it's not a top five. Don't worry, we'll oh, make no, it to no, a top God, five. I'm going to make it to a top five just because I can. Um, but yes, just to remember as well, we are getting like say. A little bit more organized leading in towards uh, our charity stream where we are going to be talking for 24 hours we've got a lot of things planned we've got a few things that we are hoping to do we're going to do a few giveaways so we've got a few prizes for people um we are doing a quiz we've got a bbc radio uh, uh presenter coming on tell us about jurassic park we have um, the retro rooms. Um, Aiden's going to come on, doing us, giving us a tour around his store. Um, so we're going to look at toys, and that, that uh, yeah. Sam, so Sammy might be buying some Ghostbuster toys live on air. Ant's going to have to take me bank card offers. <laughs> well, he is my, my husband's details. Charge what you will. <laughs> to be fair, I'll show you. I went in the other day just to talk to the talk to Aiden, and end up going out with, like I say. The tiniest toy, but I had to have them. Little original wicket. <gasps> oh, Yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, I can see it. So, um, we will be getting that. Um, I know uh, we we've got like people wanting to come on. Um, I think General Kirky's going to come on to talk about Trek. Um, I know Goodwill's talking with other Trek people. We've got Peaches coming to co- uh, join us for a, a bit of a horror t- chat. We've got uh, Sonia who's going to come on and yeah. play games with us and talk to us. Uh, Lee's going to be with us for 24 hours. So sorry, Becca, I'm still in Daddy Discord for a full day. You might as well go and stay sorry. around your mums. Um, <laughs> um, as good world as, 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 as Lee just looks on. Uh, but as well, <laughs> just to say everyone, who's th- thank you for sticking with us tonight. I know I've been trying a few different things that the guys probably have noticed, but I uh, Trying to do like say a few different camera angles, a few different uh, changes. Like say, I would oh, love the I would love I've to see face popping up large and scaring everyone. So. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. It. Jake mm-hmm. pointed it out. I would also like to say before we go, um, it is it is an anniversary of friendship between me, Graham, and Sonia. So it was clearly <laughs> a year ago that we played Phantasmophobia together, and it's been downhill since ever since. <laughs> But just to just to say it as well, like if anyone's got any feedback on like tonight's episode and how we've done it and how it looks, I would love to hear oh. it. Like say what worked, what didn't say, work. Oh, no, what we were saying. Was good enough. No, fuck that. <laughs> like, say that's their opinion. Uh, we are trying to grow and like, I say, disclaimer so, that. <laughs> but yes. Uh, 
also as well like say thank you for any new viewers like wolfman got nods thank you for so yes, much for you. joining us and staying with us um like say message us if you want to come on the podcast as well like say we are open to having guests on and thank you so much for uh graham for joining us with five minutes notice which was great well the the problem is it's gonna i'm gonna be streaming on twitch after this uh anyway on twitch.tv forward slash the uh and i was like well i'm gonna be on the computer anyway and i do want to talk about this movie and yeah because when it came up as one of the topics we we're gonna do i was like yes definitely want to do that uh can i just say by the way um this sunday i will be at i have a very busy october coming up which is going to be quite scary but if you are into rupaul's drag race uk season five is starting uh on the 27th i think it's thursday um i will be the special guest at the viewing party at bobby's newcastle alongside Charitza may and gladys duffy on the 5th of october and i'll also be comparing hartlepool folk festivals cabaret on the 8th of october which it will be a crazy weekend and this yes. saturday this sunday is uh newcastle drag race all stars at boulevard so sadly mm -hmm. it is happening at the same time as the tom hanks podcast but if you are into drag and fancy a night out then give it a go <laughs> that's fine um and a big thank you for daddy discord for joining us tonight uh he is becoming our little bit of a review expert uh, like I say, now, like I say, he's getting a bit in his stride. Like, how many is that now? Is it three, four? I think I've been on every one of the Reviews Up North ones so far. Well, we've not done the extras yeah. together, Lee. Maybe we could review <laughs> that again. Oh, uh, well, like I say, we are going to watch it on the big exist. screen, so we shall see. Um, <laughs> don't, don't think I can say anything nice about it yet, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we can always do The Exorcist 3, the better movie, which is a fine we could. Movie. <laughs> Never seen that. Yeah, see. Then there you go. It's a, it's a tough one. I've only ever seen the first. <laughs> but yeah, you've so, not seen pretty... the first one? I've, I've seen the first one. Oh, whew, you're okay. You can end this now. two or three. <laughs> And Donna's just proclaimed you the podcast whore now, Lee, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, same bad time, same bad channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs>